Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. A green hunting cap squeezed the top of the fleshy balloon of a head. The green ear flaps, full of large ears and uncut hair and the fine bristles that grew in the ears themselves, stuck out on either side like turn signals, indicating two directions at once. Full, pursed lips protruded beneath the bush black mustache and... At their corners, sank into little folds filled with disapproval and potato chip crumbs. Welcome to Right Lane, a podcast of the Tampa Bay Times. Each week, Times reporter Lane DeGregory discusses her stories and answers your questions. The focus is on craft. My name is Maria Carrillo, and I'm the Enterprise Editor at the Times. Years ago, Lane and a former editor, Mike Wilson, now the editor of the Dallas Morning News, fashioned some advice around developing characters, and we're going to get into that today. So the topic, carving out character. First uh, category, I guess, that these guys talked about was physical description. And what she read there at the beginning of this podcast was a reference back, of course, to the a Confederacy of Dunces. And um, John Kennedy Toole's book, if you haven't read it, it's a pretty cool book. And it talks uh, about our man Ignatius J. Riley. And um, he comes to life, doesn't he, with that physical description? How can you not want to read the rest of that, right? Yeah. So, in uh, so we're going to talk about these different things that, and I guess I don't know if they've become second nature for you, Lane. And as you're when you're looking to profile someone and you're thinking about these things, but just things that you go into and you're thinking about. And of course, okay, so physical description, and you talk about the five senses. You talk about you know whether they're ironed or disheveled, whether they're wearing makeup and perfume. Whether the wallet or the bag, I mean, I guess so you're looking for physical hints, clues about the kind of person this is, right? Yeah, this a lot of, you know, the early reporting, I feel like is observation. And, and of course, you can make a lot of assumptions about somebody, but you don't even have to say what those assumptions are. And a lot of times to put that person into a certain perspective for your readers, you know what I mean? Like, I know that I knew what Steve Bannon looked like before I ever saw Steve Bannon. By the way, people described him as being unshaven and sort of slovenly and not tucking in his shirt. And right. So I, I think that those details, even if you don't say something about what that means, the readers can infer something about that. So and so, tell me, you you meet somebody. What what are you doing? Are you looking them up and down? Are you are you real? Are you? Oh, like, I'm doing that before I meet them. Okay, <laughs> well, maybe like, are you like, okay, look, they got a coach bag, they got dangly earrings, they, you know, yeah, the perfume is overwhelming. What what are you doing? Yeah, no, I'm looking for all of that and different things with men and women. You know, is, okay. is their beard bushy or is it super trimmed? Is you know, do they have? Are they wearing any jewelry? That, that always tells a lot to me, especially if a man's wearing jewelry. What, is, what does the jewelry signify? Um, you know, women, are they manicured? I look for that a lot because that says something to me about how much somebody cares about their appearance. You know, and, and I don't do that ever because I type all the time. It's just somebody who takes the time to do their nails and they look good. I'm like, oh, they, you know, they spend a lot of time on this. or this is something that's important to them. You know what I mean? So right. I, I think I, you can start to suss out who a person is just by their initial physical appearance. And I, I always tell people if I'm coming to their house, especially like, please don't clean the house. Please don't get dressed up. Please don't do anything for me, you know, because I'd, I'd like to see people 
in their natural habitat as they are when they're hanging out at home, you know. So, and are you looking for patterns? Like if you see somebody a third time, a fourth time, a fifth time, do you, you know, you're taking in how they dress each time or how they, what they might be putting on or if they wear the same ring or if they do, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. I I did a profile on um, Alice Sink, who was a um, politician who was running for governor here in Florida a few years ago. And uh, every time I'd seen her, you know, she'd been super quaffed in this beautiful, like, you know, Talbots or or, Saks Fifth Avenue attire with perfect jewelry and everything and when I met her at the house on a Saturday she's in like sweatpants and a t-shirt playing with her dogs and it was like okay now I'm going to get down with Alex you know it was and it was such a different rapport we could establish even because of I was there all dressed up like oh I'm going to this gubernatorial candidate's house and I was dressed up with my hair done because that's how I'd always seen her and then I think you know having her be at ease that way really signified to me like oh now she's letting me in you know what I mean and I saw this other side of who she was not just on the campaign trail. And are you asking them about what you're seeing? Like, will you stop and say, what's that ring? Or, you know, why are you wearing that, you know, sweater? Or, I mean, if something, I mean, will you go ahead and probe a little bit on those kind of details? Yeah, sometimes, you know, sometimes if if I am not sure what it means, like, oh, did you just get a manicure? In other words, like, is this something for, you're going to something special, you know? Or there was a man I interviewed once who had a, a ring on his neck and, and I said what's what's the ring he's wearing on a chain and he said oh it's my wedding ring and I was like okay why are you wearing your wedding on a chain he said I've lost 150 pounds that just slides off well I never would have ever thought to ask this man have you lost 150 pounds you right. know but asking about the ring all of a sudden opened this whole other door that I never ever would have clued in to ask and he might not have offered because it wasn't about him losing weight right know? right what did you like about that? Um, th- so we opened with that description from the book. Oh, I, I just think it's intriguing as can be. You right. know, obviously, paints a picture. This this guy is just he's kind of gross and unkept, and he's got hair coming out of his ears. You know, it's, it's just I just wanted to know more about this guy, and I loved how the, the end of it, especially, talks the, the contrast between his, his folds of his mouth being filled with disapproval. Right, which you're inferring, obviously, that's what that is. But the potato chip crumbs are so tangible. Mm-hmm. You know, I really like that juxtaposition. That's a great character. Um, I, so another category you talk about is background check. Criminal record, Facebook, organizations, Google name, images. So how's that work? What do you do? Well, you know, we didn't have any of this when I was starting out. So this has definitely <laughs> been evolving over the years. The fact that Ma'am, you can, can like, I see your driver's yeah, license? The fact that you can, like, go online and right. see 100 images of your person or what their favorite movies are, what their TV shows or who their friends are. It's, like, an amazing treasure trove of stuff to start out with and ask people about, you know, like, oh, you're a Game of Thrones fan. And they're like, how do you know that? Well, it's on your damn Facebook, you know, and it opens up avenues for conversation, even if it doesn't make it into your story. You I, was, know. I was at a conference this last weekend where I went into a session about, um, you know, how to find information about people. And it's just astounding how much more is out there now. Like, and she called herself up and she fi- could find like her, her mother, her father, her, bro- her sister, her former brother-in-law, like all these connect who comes up most on her Facebook pages. I mean, all this stuff who is out there. things, who comments on yeah, things. All yeah. the places she's ever lived, you know, uh, yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, so now you do that. So you're oh, doing totally, a person. Okay. I do that first. I totally do that first. And I poke around a lot and see what I can find. Um, and the criminal record, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to work in Florida was we have such great open records in Florida um, that you can find out, you know, does the person have a boat permit? Have they ever had a, a gun? Have they, what, what 
party did they vote in in the last election? You you could find out all this stuff about them. And, you know, we background everybody um, here, which we didn't always do at the other papers I worked at. And, you know, you think sometimes you're like, oh, this I don't need a background check on this guy, you know. But I you know never one, know. <laughs> one example that I know our researcher tells is a, a co-worker of mine here was writing a story about a guy who was given the Hero Award. He had rescued a young girl from the projects in a fire and saved this little, like, five-year-old girl, and he was being awarded with some community Hero Award. And uh, he was going out to interview this guy, and he's like, ah, I guess I better background this guy, you know, before I hear it was. The dude had served, like, six years in prison for attempted murder of his cousin. Hello. You know, and all of a sudden he's getting a hero award. And it was like, it it was still a story. It was just almost a better story. You know, it was like, became like a story of redemption in a way. But if he had just told that story, like, oh, this dude's great because he saved this little girl out of a mm-hmm. fire, it would have been so fallacious. And of course, everybody in his family, his neighborhood, his whatever knew he'd gone to prison. So that, that always underscores to me, like, background grandma, background the hero award guy, you know. <laughs> Don't trust your mother. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Um, so for future reference for people, what should they not put on your their Facebook page if you were going to write about? What are you looking at? What are you thinking? What are you finding? Yeah, Denise is taking notes. <laughs> what should I, mean, I, I not put on my Facebook page? I'll say for me, I don't put my drinking pictures on my Facebook page. Yes. You know, I, I don't put my late night rants on my Facebook page. Right. You know, sometimes I type them and then I re- quickly erase them. You know, I have to get it out, but then I, I don't post it, you know. Um, but you might use that for fodder in your interviews with people. You might say, hey, I saw that you... Whatever, oh, all the definitely, yeah, 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 and and I invite them to Facebook me too, which is one reason I'm careful about what I put on there, you know. But I feel like that's another way of them to get to know who I am before I meet them, you know. Right. So it humanizes me, and they see my dog pictures and my kid pictures and stuff. Right. Okay. Another category you talk about is go along for a ride, take a walk, a drive, run errands, pick up the kids, tour the house. In other words, don't make them the focus of attention. Just go with them. Go and, with them. And and that gives you a built-in narrative sometimes. I mean, maybe you don't need it, but it's also sometimes a chance to get into their world, you know, to, to immerse yourself in their world. Um, and you, you pick up things that, you know, you never would have thought to even ask before that. I mean, I, I remember one woman was, I was writing about this woman who had five kids, and um, that wasn't what the story was about, but she had five <laughs> kids, and she kept saying, ah, you can't come over because I got soccer practice, or you can't come over because I'm going grocery shopping. You can't. And I was like, I want to go grocery shopping that's, with five kids, story, right? right? Like, so we went grocery shopping, and it took like three hours, and it was a freaking nightmare, but I wouldn't have known like what a, a calm mother she was if I hadn't gone grocery shopping with her, mm-hmm. you know? You talk about pieces of the past, Photo albums, old family movies, trophies displayed, portraits taken. So you're, yeah, you are not the person to invite to your house. (laughs) So you're being really nosy. You're looking around, right? You're asking them. But so many people want to show that stuff. You know what I mean? It's there. I mean, when I started, you had to go like, let me see your photo album. Let me see your yearbook or your scrapbook. And now it's just like, can you show me your phone? You know, what's in your photo albums on your phone? And I have very seldom had people say no. You know, they don't want to talk about it. A lot of times they're like, oh, my God, you want to see my photo albums? And they'll haul out all this stuff. And they're Let like, me show you my vacation <laughs> slideshow. Hell, what have I got myself into, you know? But all of that stuff it builds rapport. It, it makes them feel, if not indebted, at least grateful that you're interested, you know? Right. And it always leads to something that you wouldn't have thought to ask, you know? And the absence of it, too, sometimes. You know, I've done a story where I went to see in someone's refrigerator and all that was in there was a jar of energy drink powder. 
Like that was the only thing in the whole refrigerator. It's like, oh, I know what this person's priority is, you know. Wait, did or, they let you look or did you just go over the No, they, they said, do you want anything to drink? I don't have much to offer. And then they opened the refrigerator and I was like, oh, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> but that was, I wasn't aware that, you know, that person was so single-minded. And then and also sometimes the absence of stuff, you know. Yeah. I remember going to one house yeah. of a mother whose little girl has had been missing and all the bookshelves were filled with like sneakers and there were no books in the entire house. Like it, mm. everything was just displaying like sneakers or, or like some kind of knickknack stuff. And, and I was like, what was her favorite book? And she, I mean, that, I didn't want to be like, dude, you have no books, you know, but I asked, well, what was Tara's favorite book? And her mother's like, as you can tell, we don't read around here, you know? So sometimes even the absence of details is telling. So a lot of this that we're talking about involves a lot of patience, Right. Because you're digging in and you're looking around, and some of this stuff may not have any relevant, any any, um, <laughs> it just may not matter to whatever story you're doing, right? Right. Yeah. And sometimes you don't know even until later in the interview, or even when you sit down to write, like mm-hmm. what that detail means, or if you need it or not. You know, I just rather have more crayons in the box. Right. You know? And you're trying to get a, a feel for who this person is. Absolutely. So and even, to let them know I care about them and I'm interested in what they're interested in, you know. So the detail might not come into the story, but you still might use what you're taking away from this experience into kind of writing about. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f- are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Who they are. Right. And it, it tells you a little bit about what matters to them, I think, too, which is important, you know. So this is kind of related, but you talk about scanning the scene, right? What's on the bookshelves in the fridge we talked about, on the iPod or the phone, um, and you and use the bathroom. We're back to the bathroom. You love the bathroom. So Do not let this woman in your bathroom. <laughs> I actually legit need to use the bathroom on almost every story I do, but it also is a wonderful reporting tool. Oh my God. You, know? <laughs> you know, if you come to my house, my house is pretty neat, but the bathroom is not clean. I do not have a maid. You know, you go to my sister's house and you're like, oh, somebody professionally cleaned this bathroom. And it says a little bit of difference about our economic situation, our right. priorities, you right. know. And it, 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 I did a story one time about a firefighter. I don't know if I've talked about this in other podcasts, but his wife had died like a year earlier on Valentine's. Day just caught a cold and died, and he was raising Damn. three other kids, and um, the littlest one was like five. And so he he's being very you know New York firefighter strong guy. I'm the dad. I, I got this, and um, I, kind of jokey you know about it. And I had to go to the bathroom, and I went and I used the bathroom. And on the bathroom counter was all these little bottles of perfume, all this makeup, all these hair clips, and everything. And I was like, I came out and I was like, I don't know how to say this to him. So I'm just going to jokey joke back at him, you know. And I'm like, so Jim, is that all your perfume and makeup there on the bathroom counter? And he just started bawling. And it just like opened this whole thing. And he was like, no, I haven't been able to get rid of that because I want to smell her in the morning, you know. And oh, I would yeah. never have thought to ask that in a million years. So did you throw out your wife's perfume, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was actually really his morning like inhale to like okay she's with me I got this you know and so I I, I love that detail in my story and I never would have got that if I hadn't had to pee 
All right, again, are you calling things out for people? Like do you, when you see something you're you're curious about, you're asking them in that moment and, and you're and you're saying, what? so that book, or I noticed this, or I noticed this other thing, you're trying to draw them out? Usually, yeah. yeah. Some of the stuff, if I'm just writing about, you know, she flat out her hair, I can tell that you flat ironed your hair today. I don't mm-hmm. have to, like, ask you why or what that means or, you know. But if someone's got, like, perfect makeup or perfect nails, I want to know, was that for me? Was that for the event? Or is this right. you, how you do you, you know? You talk about painting a picture. So set someone in context, weave in background, meaning in details. So you're looking for what? Um, I guess I'm looking for where they fit into the world in a certain way um, and, and what their priorities are. Um, sometimes it's also just really trying to get inside them if, if there's some blockage or you know problem there. I, I mean... Um, and, and trying to figure out what the details mean, you know, like, like okay, you're drinking a PBR. What does that mean about you? Do, is this your favorite beer or are you just out of money this week? Or, you know, is this something you drink with your dad? Or, you know, so I, I, I try to put that in what the details mean in context when I'm asking about that. Um, you know, or, or just basically getting inside their head a little bit more and so probing in a certain way that, that maybe lets them talk about something that's uncomfortable, but you explain like why you want to know like like I, I after 9-11 I was writing about this poetry professor um who was like he's like a biker guy and he had his sunglasses on the whole time and I couldn't see his eyes and I couldn't see his facial expressions or what his color of his eyes even were what he was thinking and um finally at the end I was like it was getting dark and I was like are you ever going to take off your sunglasses you know and he's like no the world's too dark right now you know and it was just like he had these sunglasses on hmm. so no one could see him reacting, you know. And he also, he wrote his, I asked him where he wrote his poems, you know, when he was writing, did he type them out or did he write them in a chapbook or whatever. And he brought out this whole big, like, saddlebag off his motorcycle of maps. And he had scribbled all these poems on the edges of the maps while he was riding his motorcycle across these back roads. So that's where his verses came to him, you know. And so that was one of those details that said a lot to me. Are you looking for contradictions? I mean, are you looking for things that, um, you know, you have an impression of someone and so you're looking for things that really kind of cement that impression? Both, I think. Yeah, I I want things that will shore up what my assumptions are or what I think, but I also want to challenge things that, like, do I have this right? You know, Mm -hmm. am I I making the right interpretation of this as I see it? Um, you talk about asking around old friends, coworkers, ex-wives. Oh, that's nice. In-laws, <laughs> grown kids, bosses, neighbors. Um, how much do you triangulate? How much do you try to when you're when you're trying to write about somebody? How far and wide do you go? Well, I, I vacillate between like, should I start out with my person and then go wide, or should I try to like report around them and then dig in on them? And I'm always a little bit afraid that if I start going around them first that's going to get back to them and then they're going to feel like I'm doing something behind their back you know so I usually start out at least reaching out to the person but often once they've talked to me even if it's just on the phone or whatever then I'll go wide before I have the next interview you Mm -hmm. know what I mean so I put some context and some other voices in there before I have the next interview um neighbors are great you know I think some people forget to uh to go to the neighborhood you know and and not everybody knows their neighbors anymore, but people still watch their neighbors. You know what I mean? It's not like we're all sitting on the front porch hanging out on the rocking chair together anymore, but you know your neighbor's habits. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And um, I did one story about a murder, and uh, the, the accused uh, murderer was in jail, and obviously the victim was dead, and they had been sisters who lived in this house. And I started out knocking on the neighbor's doors, and 
they told me like, yeah, it's, <laughs> they get a lot of big packages there. Like almost every single day, there's some big giant package that's delivered to the house. So I tracked down the UPS guy and found out that the, the victim of this murder had been ordering these huge Star Wars memorabilia collection things. And almost every day they were getting like a Darth Vader suit or an R2-D2 replica. And, and so I wouldn't have thought to ask that, you know, but then it became totally relevant because one of the reasons this woman killed her sister was she spent all their inheritance on Star Wars memorabilia. You know, so it started out with like the neighbors being like, "What are they getting in the mail? All these old ladies, you know." <laughs> um, you talk about uh, written words. Are there journals, love letters, birthday cards, emails, to-do lists? Um, uh, how far and wide do you sweep? What do you ask them for, generally? I, I must always ask if they journal, if they keep a diary or a mm-hmm. journal or a blog. You know, nowadays, is there a blog somewhere? Mm-hmm. Do you have a box of cards that you keep or a box of memorabilia that you keep? You know, um, especially like World War II era, people always have some love letters like tied mm-hmm. up in a shoelace somewhere or something, you know. And, and they want to dig them out. You know, they want to they want to show you this stuff because they've held on to it for all these years. So someone needs to look at it. Their kids don't care, you mm-hmm. know. So a lot of times they're pretty you know, forthcoming with that. Um, when people talk, uh, text messages now, I think, are really, really cool um, mm-hmm. ways to be in the moment in, in in a way that emails aren't necessarily. Emails are more reflective sometimes. Right. But so text messages are chains between people. And even like Lisa did that great thing with the Bitmoji. Right. You know, where, where that, that says so much about someone when they put a little Bitmoji on the I love you thing on the text. It really transports your readers to, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and, and to-do lists. I almost always ask somebody, like, do you have a to-do list if they're, if they're trying to get to a certain goal or surpass a certain thing? And uh, I found this, I was covering um, hospice, and I found this one chaplain, and she would always ask the people who were dying, like, what's your bucket list? You know, and so I followed this one elderly man. All he wanted was to go to one more hockey game. And so instead of writing about this man who was dying, I got to do this really it was a fun dying man story because he finally got to go to a hockey game and, and they brought his wife and his kids and the lightning gave him a special reception. And, you know, so if I hadn't asked him about his bucket list, you know, I would have just been writing about this dying man. Only you found a turn on the on the dying man. Yeah. <laughs> um, are there, people ever resistant? Do you, do you, do you have yeah. to talk them into it? Sometimes, you know, but sometimes that's another workaround. You know, maybe you won't give me your letters, but your mother kept them. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Uh, and and so in, in-laws sure. are interesting windows into people, too, you know? Uh, yeah, so sometimes you got to work around that, too. <laughs> your mother kept them. Great. Lane's going to come talk to my mother. <laughs> no, I would totally talk to your mother. <laughs> Hello, Mama. <laughs> Fly on the wall, you say. Follow them as they wake up, eat, work, stay through bedtime, turning point. Never leave, basically. Well, I think that's the easiest day in the life frame, Mm -hmm. you know, and I can tell people that without, like, asking, can I move in, which is what I really want to do. (laughs) Just be like, I want to be there in the morning when you wake up, and I want to be there in the evening when you get ready for bed. Or when you put your kids to bed. That's a little easier than when you go to bed, you know, that people don't mind that. And those are such intimate moments. You know, what's your routine when you wake up? You know what I mean? And, and and what is the last thing you do of the day? You know, that's I think those are all very telling things. And, and, and it puts your, um, it transports your reader into that scene. But it's also so universal. You know, it makes you think like, oh, that person checks their phone and feeds their dog first thing before they even mm-hmm. go to the bathroom. Okay, I got that. You know, it kind of humanizes people in a way, you know. And it helps, I, get, I assume, it helps you kind of... Um, 
tell a more complete picture of somebody. So they're telling you something about who they are and what they're about, and then you see them, and you get to see how they really, you know, whether what they tell you also matches up with what you see. Right. right? And you get to show it. Right. You know, you get to show it. And it also, I think, first thing in the morning, last thing at night is really telling about who people are. You know, mm-hmm. I had to stop sleeping with my phone by my bed because I would wake up and want to check every single notification. You know, so my morning is slower now. But at night, I can't go to bed till I've watched some, like, late night talk show to, like, unwind and be done. You know, and those aren't things I would necessarily tell someone who was writing a story about me, but that says something about me, you know. Um, and finally, you talk about six words. Sum them up. Yeah, I've, I read this, and this is not me. Somebody else more brilliant than me uh, talked about this. I think, I can't remember who it was who wrote this. But um, basically, if, if you can tell a story in six words, you usually make me think about the one-word one word. theme. But right. if you can tell the story in six, six words, words, you yeah. know, what would that look like? And uh, I think it's a great challenge. Every time I've, like, done writing workshops and stuff, it's really fun to make people do that either about themselves or about someone that they're writing about. You know, I think the first one that they cited in this uh, book I read this in was Ernest Hemingway. And he said this was a full story told in six words. And it went, uh, for sale, colon, baby shoes, comma, never used. That's about as succinct as you get. Wow. I like this last one, too. This person told her in acronyms. It said uh, ABCs, MTV, SATs. THC, IRA, and NPR. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's a good life right there in acronyms, right? We'll have to do. We'll have to get you to do write your story in six words. You'll have to be thinking about like what that is. Oh, good. I'm glad you're not putting me on the spot to I do know, that right no, now. I was say, but that would be hard. It would be I hard. I was playing with that. I had some words, but I don't know if they're the right six it, words. It is a good technique, though. I can imagine that it would really help you if you could do that. You know, yeah, if you to could focus on it. Yeah. Here, here mine was uh, sons stories. Camping, dogs, hippie music. Six words. There you go. They might be perfect, but that was off the top of my head on the way over here this <laughs> afternoon. Because <laughs> I knew you were going to ask me that. <laughs> um, on that note, all right, if you have a question for Lane about any of her stories or uh, carving out character, um, or if you'd like to suggest a podcast topic, please email it to writelane at tampabay.com. That's W-R-I-T-E-L-A-N-E at tampabay.com and join us next week on Wednesday morning for the next episode. This podcast was produced by Denise Keenan. Music was composed and performed by Dan DeGregory. Thanks for listening. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.